Life is messy, and trying to do it alone is gross. We are friends, coworkers, moms, driven dreamers who are in this with you, and we want to surface all the messiest parts and talk about them. Hopefully together, we can figure out how to navigate this shit. Jackie. Hi. It's been so long. <laughs> it's been so even though I've seen you like yes. all the time since. Yes. But it's good to be back. Um we that was a really long summer hiatus we just took. Hey, you know, sometimes you have to like prioritize all the other things. And the ironic thing was we talked about this about every week <laughs> and we just couldn't make it in here. I think we also scheduled a few times we did. and then d- had to punt the ball and real life. We are. And as such, we're going to talk about the sandwich generation today, yes. and it's, we are smack in the middle of it. Yes, and if you don't know what the sandwich generation is, this is, you have children that, they may not even be small children, they could be young adult sort of age, like maybe at that 18, but they're still living with you, plus you've got aging parents, and they may not be, you know, really, you know, upper aging, but they could be needing some assistance, so that's sort of how they define the uh, sandwich generation. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's come up a, a lot just in conversations with people. Like I've just noticed a lot of people mm-hmm. now, probably because of the life phase that we're in where they're, they are having to help out other family members while still yeah. dealing with, you know, or not dealing with, that's the wrong way to put it, but like you've got children, you got to support like that yep. nuclear family. And I'm sure a lot of it is driven by A lot of us had children later in life these days. And so that means the grandparents (laughs) are going to be older when, um, and then also the population at large is just living longer. Yep. Absolutely. One of the articles I saw, you know, and this keeps shifting, it just happens to be hitting us at the moment. It's like Gen X is square in the middle of this because our boomer parents, right, that um, are living longer, which is great, but also means, well, we may need to help them. Uh, you know, they may be retiring at, you know, 60, 70 years old, but they're living to close to 100 a lot of times. And so, you know, there's there's a long time where, you know, on the one hand, you need to help them. On the other hand, you get to have them in your life. So it, it's yes. a little bit of a mix. Yeah, um, that that same. And I think it was the, the same article we had shared uh, said that the baby boomers who right now boomers are 57 to 75 years old. Yep. Um but the 65 and older population grew by thir- over 34% in the past 10 years. I mean, that's a... It's a lot. Almost a, like a third of yeah. society is now in in that population group. But the, the tricky thing that the article also pointed out was that, in general, though, they're not necessarily living healthier lives. So while I do think that there's they're active, like if I think about... My mom, like she's still active, but she's also had hip surgery and knee surgery and, yep. you know, needed help um, mm-hmm. in the recovery of those things because they're yep. big surgeries. Um, and it's, it so that even if they're healthy and active, like you said, it doesn't mean that they don't need help and care. Right. You know, here's, you know, one of these, how do I navigate this shit moments is on the one hand, it can feel really stressful. Like you're like, how am I going to fit all this into my day? But I will tell you, it is very helpful to go with your parents to doctor's appointments. Now it may not be to the simple basic ones, but anything that's sort of like a surgery, like Holly's mom just went through or anything that's bigger like that, it is good for you to go to that appointment. What I have found is 
um, depending on what's going on. So, um, you know, my mom had a, a situation a few years ago and while she is completely with it and really healthy, you know, she did need some help there for a while. And she has told me recently, I don't remember what happened at those appointments. Mm. And so had I not been there right. to like really ask the questions, really understand what was happening and be able to remind her as we went through the process, I don't, I don't know that she would have done what she needed to do yeah. just because she didn't, she was in the middle of it. She didn't really remember what was happening. Yeah. Well, and not just the the medical, but the financial. You know, yes. My mom recently retired and has been trying to decide what to do, uh, you know, about her home. Like retirement brings a lot of, of changes financially, just how you have yep. to approach everything. And she... Did, I had to I had to push for it, and there was some convincing. But she did she did allow me to come with her to yep. one of her financial advisor appointments, and I think it was great for both of us because you even in those scenarios, having somebody to your point, having somebody else there to hear it. Yep, and then we can it's it helps me have but I'm better equipped for conversations to like help her with right. it too because now I understand the scenario. We can like. Is she, yep. If she's going through things, like stuff's going to pop up, I have a better understanding. And she, it's also kind of like she's let me in. It's a weird role reversal when you get it to this weird. point because now instead of, you know, most of your life, it's the, the parent is the one that is, you know, supposed to be giving the guidance or knew everything. Is, like, knows everything and all the yep. things. And now all of a sudden you're, it, it's this very weird and kind of a natural feeling pivot to be like, well, now maybe I know some things that can be helpful or like we, you right. know, I help steer the ship, right. just a different dynamic. Well, and there's been times where I've been at different appointments, whether they were, you know, life planning or, or medical or whatever, where they heard something and I heard something and then we would discuss it and realize we heard two different things. Mm, so yeah. then we could come to the middle to say, okay, wait a minute, what do we think that that person meant? Like, A, we finally figured out or B, I don't think they were clear. We need to go back and ask those questions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like that just clarity. happens in life, right? Like, it's, that's the funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that happens between Grant and I. Like, well, you heard this, but I heard this. Maybe we talk about things. Um, there was also something in the article that I thought was very interesting about, and I have it in front of me, so I'm trying to find it, but that, it, that you know, <laughs> once again, women are disproportionately affected by this. Yep. So if you think about... Um, there's all the, there's all these stats out there about, um, about women taking on more of still to this day, even though we by and large make up a lot of the workforce, right. Uh, COVID impacts aside, um, that still taking on a majority stake of the household chores and running of the household and right. all of that. So then when you compound that with, oh, and oh, by the way, it's now not just kids, it's the elderly, that that also yep. still falls disproportionately to the women. And um, more specifically, the impacts of that and just stress, it ha says 40% of women between 35 and 54, which we are, um, and I say where we are in that, but we're in that, <laughs> um, report feeling extreme stress compared to 29% of 18 to 34-year-olds and those 55 and older also feel lower levels of stress. So, like, cool for everybody we're caring for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But not good for the caregivers right. in that scenario. Right. Um, 
well, I, I happen to be super lucky and, and Holly does as well, like to really be able to split this both with my husband and also other family members. I know that's not always the case, but I do think there's times where I've, I've felt like I needed to take it all on myself only to realize I could ask for help. There yeah. could be other people that could jump in. Even if you can't physically go to that appointment, you can be on speakerphone, you can listen, you can ask questions. We've done that sometimes. Um, you know, there's, there's ways to check in, like email people, hey, what's going on? And even if we take it away from appointments, you know, I have made it a habit, especially, I was doing it already, but it really impacted during the pandemic. Like, let's make sure we're going to see people. You know, whether that's once a week or we're calling people, how's it going? what's happening, especially with, um, you know, my parents and my aunts and my uncles, but also bringing the kids into it. So sort of like, how do I, how do I sandwich these things together of, you know, my dad and my stepmother have a pool. Great. Hey girls, you can go swimming, get some energy out have some fun. And I'm going to go over and see, you know, dad and I are going to see, is there anything we can do in the house for them? How are they doing? Let's talk about any of the stuff they need or just check on them. Just in general, just go over and visit. And so, well, there are times where you can think, okay, well, do I really have time for that in my weekend? And sometimes you do and you don't, but we try and like prioritize that, but like bring the kids into it. So we're not trying to split time. Yeah. That's, yes, and that can also be difficult because I think there's a lot of scenarios where like yep. you should, especially if you have younger children, you can't have them around and that's where some of this tension comes from. Uh, they they use the term uh, empathy and compassion fatigue. Like, it's true, you know. It's just we 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 all. I, it keeps coming up, but like since COVID, ha- like the past two years, been stra- there's lots of things of burnout. There's yep. this whole thing of quiet quitting. There's all there's a lot of like I just feel like people are generally overloaded, um, and there are there's also boundaries. What I struggle with personally is like how do you have trying to hold the duality of I have compassion for what's going on or I have empathy, but I also have to draw boundaries so that I don't break. Right. I don't know the, I mean, work in progress there because it doesn't always feel good or natural to draw those boundaries. Right. No, it's hard. I'm not wired that way. But I will say, so I, I, you know, sadly my, you know, one of my favorite aunts passed away recently and while there obviously were times where I, you know, was like, well, do I really have time to go to her house or call her? I now look back and think I have zero regrets with as much time as I spent with her. So, like, there's a little bit of that, too, mm-hmm. of, like, what's the, you know, the song, right, from the, the 70s of, you yeah. know, like. Cats in the Cradle. Thank you. So- there it is. <laughs> the cats in the Cradle. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, you do get there and you realize, okay, well, time is not infinite, you do yeah. only have a finite amount of time, but you can be smart about that time, right? So, like, you yeah. do want to be with your your family members, your parents, that sort of thing, because just like when they say the kids grow up really fast, you know, there's only so much time you have with your your family as well. So I'm I'm constantly trying to figure, okay, how do we morph things together? Or how do I get, so my kids are a little older, how do I get the kids to help the grandparents with things or get them to help the aunts and yeah. uncles with things? So. You know, something as simple as my mom was talking about selling some handbags and jewelry, you know, costume jewelry that she's not really wearing anymore um, on eBay, but didn't really have time to, like, deal with eBay. And I was like, put the girls to work. Yeah. They can take pictures. They can write, you know, things. Lily's good with the, you know, with the computer and figuring out eBay. Like, put them to work. Get them to help each other. 
Yeah. That's it. And, and also I like that idea. I think mine are a little too young to execute something like that, but I, I, I like the concept because then you have the, it also gives them more valuable time maybe together. Yes. And trying to help all the generations yep. be, which, you know, some, some cultures or even historically we've been better about it than we are maybe these days. Right. That togetherness. Well, and Holly and I were talking before we started that, you know, some of this is the fact that we don't, in the United States, we don't have a great system for child care, nor do we have a great mm-hmm. system for older care. It's neat. So, <laughs> like, if there was more support, then this would be a little easier. The fact of the matter is there isn't any, so it always falls to whatever this middle generation is to try and, like, how do I pull the both sides together? Yeah. God, it's so true, though, because we there there's there has been increasing discussion about um, lack of the – Childcare support, not only right. around, you know, when Roe was overturned, um, that dark, dark day, that a, a, a piece of the equation is that if you are going to force women to carry children to term, but there's no systems in place to actually support those right. children, affect those, those mothers and those children, because it tends to fall on the mother, um, that that's a, that's a problem. And also... That millennia, like the rate of childbirths in the country has been declining. Yes. And a lot of it is millennials are like, well, screw this. Like, I don't want to have a, like, right. why would I want to have a baby? Like, right. it's super expensive. Childcare is crazy. Yeah. Everything, I no like, help. I have no maternity leave. If I'm a woman thinking about this, I'm going to have a zero mat leave, like, required of it. It's, an, it's insane. And there's tons of discussion about it. There's not a lot of talk around the lack of, of aging right. support and a population that's growing yeah, and will be, yeah. W- and at some point in the near future, there will be more boomers than there are children in yes. this country. Yeah. That's, which is crazy to think. Which is also crazy to think. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're going to solve for that aside from how you vote and like. True. Policy. And really there's right. not. <laughs> Although I, you know, if you're looking for what can I do today, I think, I still believe the more you can bring the two generations, or the three, us included, mm-hmm. together into things, that's the way you can help, like, alleviate some of this. Now, I agree if your kids are too small or whatever, but, like, there's times where I've taken vacations, or I've said, hey, come to this festival with us, or, you know, really trying to pull the two sides together and get them to help one another. So I, one of these articles talked about um, multi-generational homes or where there's a lot of activity with multi-generations actually helps every one of those generations. It helps the grandparents stay sharp and quick and healthier. It helps the grandchildren because now they're being exposed to their, their grandparents and that experience and that knowledge. Um, yes, politics aside, I have all the feelings that Holly has about that. Yes. But I'm always trying to think, okay, well, what can I do in the moment yes. that I'm in? Yeah. I And I'm going to yes and the, the hard part is that a lot of people are not set up to be able to have a multi-generational home anymore. Right. You know. So I do think that that's where the, I, I, I do like the, the spirit of the, let's have the generations help each other. Like how do you pull everybody in so it's like an ecosystem that's working together. Right. So I think some of that is in like how are you delegating those things if you can. Some people are only children and. That's true. You know, may not have that option. 
Um, but if you do, having just having that conversation with your siblings about the help that you need. Well, and not just siblings. could be cousins. Like, yeah, there's, you know, there's, family. It could be, you know, my husband is extremely sweet about going and helping my dad with things that he needs help with, especially on his hot rod. Right? It, it doesn't just have to be that one person. But as women, there are times where we are not good at asking for help and delegating. Mm-hmm. And I think we've got to, like, almost force ourselves to be like, all right, do I really have to do all of the things? Right. Could I have other people jump in here, either with the kids or with the, the grandparents? Right. Which goes back to the boundaries thing. Like, yeah. if you set a boundary, keep it. But ask for help. Part of that is probably yeah. somewhere along the way you got to delegate whatever the thing is to somebody else. Yep. And then the self-care, which gets talked about, again, a lot when you're talking about people caring for children, but also applies yep. to, you know, caring for someone who's aging. Um, and then what were the other... I think it was self-care. They talked about delegating, which we've talked quite a bit about. Um, emotional burdens. Yep. Reducing emotional burdens was something they talked about. Um, I, I do think you had to start, you know, Holly kind of touched on it before. You do have this weird role reversal of all of a sudden now you're sort of peers with your parents or sometimes you're taking care of them. And there's ways in which to do that that you can be respectful on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is hard for them, just like it's hard for you. So, you know, sometimes I'm just very honest and transparent with my parents of like, hey, I was thinking about this, or remember we went to this meeting, or you mentioned this. I did some research. Here's what I found out. Like, let's talk through it and almost like set it up in that way. Yeah. And there are times where they, you know, don't want to talk about it and they don't want to talk about it with you, but you have to sort of like find ways to kind of keep coaxing it out of them just so you can make sure things are set up properly or they're getting the care they need or they're, you know, financially set the way they, they want to be set up. Yeah. Um, another one is seeking support groups because there are, because this is becoming a thing, there are support groups out there that yeah. are, that can be as specific as, you know, is whatever your situation is, which yep. we know this about the internet. Like yep. you can, there's an app for that. There's, there's a, a Facebook there's, group There's going to be a support group <laughs> for that. Yeah, according to the Facebook's ads, that's what their thing is. Um, but in all seriousness, there there are like local groups, even if, you know, you, instead of doing it virtual online, there are, are ways to find help, which I think actually, if you don't, if you are a person that's, you know, doesn't have a lot of family to help, right, be the support system, that's really critical to like right. s- just seek out other local groups because sometimes it yep. just helps to be able to talk to somebody that understands like half of this is just, yep. do I feel heard? Anybody right. else going through this and you feel not as alone? Or like, um, you know, sometimes there can be groups at work that people are going through the same thing because you're similar ages, church, temple, your, you know, community centers, whatever. I remember when we were trying to find a rehab center, like a skilled nursing facility, right, for to do some really specific physical rehab. Um, I wasn't even sure where to start. So I started with the internet. I started with Google, yeah. only to find out, as I happened to mention it at lunch one day at work, that there was a good friend of mine that was like, oh, I just went through this same thing with my mom. Let me send you the entire list. Oh, that I, amazing. And it was like, so then I added to her list and sent that list to someone else. Nice. So you think sometimes you're the only one dealing with this, but if you just asked around, you would realize, oh, wait a minute, there's other people. We can mm-hmm. probably help each other. Yeah, I love that. Because the last thing is, like, senior care, which, again, it gets into, the, like, some of this is a financial question yep. of, like, what what is, you know, feasible. But also, 
I feel these days there are a lot of options out there that aren't so like depressing. There's a lot of these senior centers popping up or like my in-laws live in this great place that it's not an assisted living facility, but it is an apartment that is specifically for 55 and up. So the amenities are nice. You know that everyone there is of a particular age. So it's like quiet. Like it's just, they're gearing and more and more and more of that is starting to, to pop up. So I think that there are a lot of great options out there that aren't right. You're going into a quote unquote nurse, like the classic nursing home situation. Right. You know, as we've been talking, it dawned on me, the part that is hard and foreign for most of us is the senior part of the sandwich. We know, because we've had these kids, you know, they were in our bodies, and then we raised them, or we brought them into our families, and then we raised them, whatever you did, and we know what to do, right? We're in the day-to-day with them. I think. <laughs> do what, we know what to do? I don't know I mean, what to do. <laughs> we keep them alive <laughs> most days. So you, you know what to do with your kids, but then you start building in this senior part, and I think it's like this mysterious, I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to transition into being the parent of my parents. I would say, I, and it's the navigating that change in dynamic yeah. that is so hard I think yeah I think that's the hardest part because all of a sudden yep and I think it's, it's a different, different relationship and it's different with each person too right yeah. so the way in which I talk to my mother about these things is totally different than the way in which I talk to my father again situational leadership skills coming into play of like okay wait how, what is going to resonate with this person slash piss them off mm-hmm. and how do I get them you know to come along and let me help them um so yeah you sort of have to think through that. So you have too. to read some situational leadership books is what you're saying. I'm just saying it helps. <laughs> I'm telling you that it helps. <laughs> All the lines always blur between work and life. Um, Absolutely. Leadership. Absolutely. Okay. So we've got, you got to take care of yourself. You got to draw some boundaries. Ask for some help. Yeah. You can. For sure. Whether delegate. family or support group. Read some leadership books. <laughs> I think it's helpful. Help <laughs> I do think it's helpful. <laughs> yes. I think, you know, the more you can pull the generations together yes. to do activities together, I do think that helps if that's something you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget, there's like a lot of um, senior care sort of things out there, right? And share with your friends. Hey, are you having this same situation? Like talk yeah, about talk it. Talk about we it. We talk about our, what we're doing with our kids a lot. Hey, this soccer group and that soccer group and this pediatrician. But we don't talk about like what's your mom doing with, you know, this, this sort of doctor or this financial document or estate planning. Mm-hmm. Ooh, estate planning is a big one. Make sure they've done that. Oh, shit. That's yes, a big one. That is a big one. I'm sure they got a And it will. can be really awkward. And the way I walked into it was, we're going to have an awkward conversation. <laughs> and it's going to happen. Just this level set going on. And I said, I don't need to know what's in it or who's on it, but I need to know that you have these things. Yes. And so I just went down a checklist that I'd found on Google of what is in estate planning. Yeah. And you can do that on like a legal Zoom and stuff. Yep. Like it does not have to be this expensive. Go to a retained yeah. lawyer and yep. do the thing. There are, that is where, again, the internet is helpful. There's yep. no hanging options. Or accessible. Right. Whatever. All right. So we we are still in the middle of this. We are in sandwiched. <laughs> we'll into report this. back. <laughs> <laughs> we will report back. But we hope that uh, some of this has helped. Yes. All right. Good. So until next time, follow, subscribe, do all the things. Oh, yeah. I keep wanting to, because my kids are all into YouTube, keep wanting to be like, like and subscribe and hit that button. That's not this, though. But I mean, there, are, there are things <laughs> wherever you're listening to follow, like us. 
leave a review, tell your friends. Yeah, send us ideas of what else you want us to yes, we love ideas. Uh, talk about. Yeah. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.